0: on lesser-known aspects of the Beatles' recorded legacy. With a new album in the can, the Beatles needed just two things: a title and some cover art. Both of these concepts had evolved with the band over the time since their first LP release in 1963. Please Please Me was a stock-standard title drawn from one of the songs on the LP. With an interesting but not exactly groundbreaking photograph on its front sleeve. More successfully artistic concepts followed, from Robert Freeman's moody black and white portrait, which graced with the Beatles, the same photographer's autumnal pose on Beatles for Sale, the accidental warp of Rubber Soul, to the pop art masterpiece that was Sgt. Pepper, and its deliberately minimalist successor for the White Album. The Beatles had, over time, become more personally invested in how they were portrayed photographically and, as well as controlling the mixing desk more and more on their recordings and determining album sequencing, having more say in their album titles. This latest LP would be no exception. Like many episodes in Beatles history, simple coincidences played a significant part in the creation of something very special.
1: You're making an album and towards the end of the album you start thinking, well, we need a title for this. So you're looking around, you're fishing around. And the engineer, Jeff Emmerich, who is our, our Beatle engineer, who did all the great sounds for us, was smoking cigarettes called Everest. They're like a kind of menthol right. cigarette at the time. And we kind of looked at that, and so Everest. It's a good it's name. Kind of, you know, it's big, it's heroic. That could be good for the album. And just one day we were in Abbey Road working, and I just sort of said, "Well, look, you know, why not Abbey Road? Because if we did that, we could just run outside. Right. There's a there's a level crossing, as we call it, out there, zebra crossing, and we could just." stand there, we could get photographed, come back to work, it'd take two seconds. Right. I said, and it's not a bad title, you know, Abbey Road. To us, it was kind of just the name of the studio, but I thought if you take it out of context, it kind of sounds like Monastery Lane. Abbey Road. Isn't got it, a, isn't got it a certain... weird?
2: Isn't it weird how just a simple thought like that becomes a legend? I mean, that's like yeah. iconic now, Abbey Road. Yeah, and yet well, it could yeah. have been called I... Everest, and that would have yeah, required yeah. the Beatles to fly to
3: Mount Everest just and do a whole photo shot. shoot. So, in a yeah. way, it
1: was sort of a lazy approach. It was a cheap approach. It was a
0: cheap approach. <laughs>
3: bingo the title of the LP, Abbey Road, and how did this come to be the title of the LP? Well, Paul thought of the title. But usually, when we start an album, we should. Bar for Sgt. Pepper, which fitted in with the with the album itself, because we had the track, which, you know, it's the only album we've had the track, and the album called the same thing. Yeah. Um, usually we all sit around shouting out, why don't we call it, you know, milk bottle, and whatever comes to mind, yeah. till we, you know, something sounds nice for the album. And um, we are all, you know, we went through weeks of all saying, why don't we call it, you know, Billy's Left Boot, and things like that. And, you um, and then just Paul said, why don't we call it Abbey Road, you know, because we made it in Abbey Road, which it just seemed nice. And I don't think anyone else could think of anything else better. Well, no one did after he thought of it. And so it became Abbey Road, and as you see on the front cover, we stood in Abbey Road and had our photo taken for it. Beautiful. It's right by EMI. EMI is just ahead of the Volkswagen, folks. <laughs> and there's a plug for it. <laughs> <one>. Not ours. <laughs> Back of the music
4: now.
5: I don't know why it was chosen uh, because it was a pretty mundane thing it's like sort of you know saying well we'll call this um cbs studios or something it doesn't make sense because abbey road was a very ordinary word to us but looking back on it now it's become something quite different
0: with the title now decided upon there obviously needed to be a front cover and the obvious solution to this problem unlike the expensive trip to the Himalayas that would have been necessary had they gone with the title Everest was to be found literally outside the studio gate.
3: You know this was incredible the cover because we would sit round, not only for the Abbey Road cover but for many covers we'd sit around we gotta go up Everest and you know dive off and they can shoot us or we have gotta go to a uh, volcano in Hawaii, <laughs> you know, we've got to go to the pyramids, oh, let's walk across the road, and that's what we did. That's the most famous yeah, yeah. album cover yeah. in history.
4: Yeah.
3: Do you remember that day? I do. Yeah, we just got up in the morning, got dressed and went, and that's what how we were dressed. Yeah.
0: All those
2: conspiracy
3: theories. Oh, please. Hey
0: well,
2: that's up. not Paul, you know. Ah. Uh-huh.
5: In choosing the cover, again, the Beatles took the the easy way out, they thought, well, we just have a simple shot of us doing, either walking in and out of Abbey Road Studios or whatever, and someone had the bright idea, rather than actually walking into the studio, walking across the pedestrian crossing, just outside the studio, and they, they did it one day while we are recording there, and in the middle of recording, and you will see that Paul hadn't got any shoes on, because he was barefoot in the studio, and he just came out and took the shot as it was.
0: At 10 a.m. on the 8th of August 1969, the Beatles gathered on the footpath outside EMI Studios at number three Abbey Road to simply walk across the zebra crossing to the other side of the road. Photographer Ian McMillan, perched on a ladder some meters away, took a handful of shots of the group walking both ways across the road.
6: The whole idea was to make it very simple and very photographic. The whole thing was was centered around abbey road and the studios where the record was made and um the zebra crossing was an idea which paul came up with and uh i just tried to design it as simply as possible making use of all the shapes in the roadway and the trees and things
2: how many times did you have to take that picture before you got the picture that is the cover of abbey road we had six goes at it three walking
6: one direction, three walking the other direction. And that was number five. Did
2: they just start walking across the street and you would, you'd click it? Oh.
6: Uh, that's about it, yes.
2: I mean, they um, didn't just stand there in that position and hold it. No, 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 the whole
6: thing is moving. I was on a stepladder in the middle of the road. And uh, we had a policeman directing traffic and letting it through when we'd taken one shot. And it was just very,
2: very straightforward. Now, we go to the back side, which you were telling me about, where the words Abbey Beatles Abbey Road, which I thought was uh, just a, um, um... Uh, you had some letters you had slapped on the wall, but you really didn't do that, did you?
6: No, the, the only magic in this record cover was done in the darkroom by some very clever people who, who, put, who made Beatles um, out of photographs of the lettering. And... Uh, Combined them with the basic picture of the wall and the girl walking by. The Wood Abbey Road was on the wall. Wasn't oh, the Wood Abbey Road was quite straight. Yes, this was a. We found this very old tiles which which date back to about 1902, which which are only up in this part of London, and uh, photographed this on a nice cracked wall, and then uh, the other ideas were just contributed by everybody. Paul suggests. Putting in the same, putting beetles in then we thought, of using the same tiles and mounting it as if it were on the wall.
0: Ten minutes later, it was all over. With a recording session booked for 2.30pm, the Beatles had some time to kill. Paul took John back to his house around the corner in Cavendish Avenue. George visited London Zoo in nearby Regent's Park and Ringo went shopping. All pretty casual, considering they had just created one of the most iconic and influential record covers of all time. Once the LP was released, the usual dissections of the Beatles' latest project began. The experts gave their opinions, and the Beatles offered theirs. Of course, the fans voted in the best way they knew how, by buying it in the hundreds of thousands. However, come September 1969, the brand-new Abbey Road cover took on a life of its own, becoming a central set of clues to a rather macabre rumour, which began with a late-night radio broadcast in New York City.
7: It is 22
8: before the hour at 1 o'clock WABC Chime Time. I just got a call from Georgia. Now, this doesn't mean a heck of a lot, except for the fact that the other night I got a call from Indiana. And the whole thing is about one thing. The fact that there is something very strange about the Beatle Paul... The fact that the beetle Paul may be dead. In Indiana University, uh, for instance, at Bloomington, uh, there are 30 students working on a research project indicating that uh, the beetle Paul might be dead. I talked to them last night for an hour and a half. As a DJ on the world's largest radio station, uh, I felt it uh, my, you know, business to listen to their uh, claims. And they told me some things which uh, shocked me. And I was up all night last night. And I promised myself that I would not say anything on WABC because I'm talking to 40 states right now. And there are a heck of a lot of people listening to this thing. And I'll surely get fired if I say anything unusual. But the fact is, folks, I've been fired anyhow. You will not hear my show after two weeks from now. It'll be off the air. And uh, I'm not going to be cut now because it's 12.39 uh, uh, at night and there's nobody standing by to cut the switch.
0: But I'm going to tell you the truth. From the 21st of September 1969, WABC radio DJ Roby Young announcing that there was significant evidence that Paul McCartney was, in fact, dead. While he was not the first to talk about or publish these rumours, his broadcast to 40 states in the US poured a lot of petrol on a burning fire, turning it into an out-of-control blaze which would engulf the Beatles and those closest to them. In the months to come. While there's an enormous number of theories about Paul's untimely demise, which unbelievably still circulate to this day, the stories had begun to emerge as early as nineteen sixty six that Paul had died in a car crash and had been replaced by a lookalike, who some understood to be named William Shears, or Billy for short, of course the star of the Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And it's at this juncture that I'd like to confirm that my own last name really is Shears. But I deny that I am, or related in any way, to Billy. Expert experts began to trawl through Beatle lyrics, Beatle songs, Beatle album covers and anything else they could get their hands on, looking for the oh-so-obvious clues which pointed to Paul being dead. WABC radio DJ Robie Young listed just some of the undeniable evidence in his midnight broadcast
8: these kids at indiana university have mentioned something very strange about paul and i am going to give you the things that they have mentioned and i hope that you will remember that i told you first because you're going to hear about this it seems that uh there's something strange that happened to the beetle paul um if you will look at the sergeant pepper's album the first strange thing you'll notice is that on the cover And this may or may not be true. There's a hand over his head. Somebody's right hand. This is uh, nothing spectacular. But then you will notice if you look to the right hand side, there is the WMCA, which is our competition in those days. It's not now, but it was then. Um, Welcomes uh, the Beatles. WMCA, good guys, welcome the Beatles, right? In the right hand of that doll is a car. The theory is that Paul the Beatle was killed or will be killed in a sports car. A white perhaps Corvette or something like that. I don't know what it is, but that's the doll on the front of the Sgt. Pepper's album. On the grave, on the front of the Sgt. Pepper's album, there is a four string bass, which is the instrument that Paul plays. That's on the grave. It's a left-hand bass, and that is there. I want you to notice in the Magical Mystery Tour album, the numbers that really come out, if you really get very, very high and look at the front of the album, on some, uh, you know, like you know, mind bending drug. There are numbers in the title of the album. I want you also to look at the inside pictures. The walrus is a pagan symbol of death. And the walrus is holding his right hand above Paul's head. Now, what does this mean? I want you also to notice in the Beatles albums if you will take Strawberry Fields Forever and play it at 45 RPM, take the LP and play it at 45, you will distinctly hear the words, I buried Paul, if you play it very high. If you take I am the walrus, you will hear services for Billy.
3: Services for Billy.
8: You will hear, is he really dead? And now I'm going to give you the very final thing. As I may well end my radio career, if you will listen very carefully to Revolution Number no. 9, play it backwards, and you will hear some very strange things. You will hear things like, is he dead? You will hear some very unusual things about Paul the Beatle. And after 10 years in broadcasting, I have never felt so... so sure of a thing as I feel right now. But that there is something strange going on with the Beatles. And something particularly strange with reference to Paul. Why is he in a black suit with bare feet on the cover of Abbey Road? Do you know that's what they bury people in in England? For instance, in Revolution No. 9, you can hear the sound of flames... You can hear it crackly. You can hear a car crash. You can hear distinctly, let me out. And the most shocking thing of all is, you can hear, turn me on, dead man, if you happen to play it backwards. If you take on the double album, uh, if you take the cut between I'm so tired and Blackbird, I am told, Now I haven't checked this out myself, but I am told from another DJ, that you will hear if you play it at high volume. Uh, Paul is dead now. Paul is dead now.
7: Miss him. Miss him. On the Sergeant Pepper
8: album of the Beatles, uh, if you will look in the center page, you will find OPD. That is on uh, Paul's arm or the costume of the person uh, who is portraying Paul. That may mean officially pronounced dead. I am inclined to doubt that. I don't know what they do. Um. In the day in the life, in the Beatles, the lyrics, a day in the life, I saw the photograph. He blew his mind out in a car. The theory is that Paul uh, was killed in a car or will be killed in a
7: car. He blew his mind out in a car. He didn't notice that the lights had changed. A crowd of people
9: stood and stared.
8: Now, folks, I have nothing to lose by telling you this. I'm sorry for the telephone girl. There's only one girl on the switchboard tonight at ABC, and I feel sorry for her. But I had to say this, because my voice in ABC will be silenced within two weeks. But if you will listen to these songs, you will hear what I said. And if you listen to the rest of the songs... You will hear
5: even more. At this time, there were many rumours going around about Paul not being Paul, but being dead. Uh, a lot of myths, a lot of rumours had come about, it's amazing to me, really, uh, about Pepper, you know, the fact that Paul is on the back of the cover and not looking at the cameras of the are. And I had phone calls day and night, please tell me Paul isn't dead. Sometimes when Paul was sitting next to me, and I got very fed up with it, but that cover um, sort of lent more fuel to that, that um, John was dressed as an undertaker and so on, all that rubbish. And, oh, there was a site, there was a number on the Volkswagen which said uh, something about referred to Paul's age. Um, you will see it for yourself. So that, that cover was a quick one-off job, but it, it is a very memorable one. Of course, it's been duplicated so many times by other people. They put Berisha crossings on the map, that's for
0: sure. With the rumour mill now working overtime, the other Beatles and those in their inner circle became the obvious sources for radio stations seeking to either confirm or deny that Paul was no longer with them. Abbey Road photographer Ian MacDonald was tracked down to give his take on all of the supposed clues present in the photograph he took for the LP cover
2: you photographed the album cover abbey road right yes right and it is amazing that in all its simplicity in the current rumor mill that has been going on in the united states that people would see as much as they have in the album cover it's a very effective album cover but tell us some of the conditions that existed that day uh why the bare feet why uh Everybody looks at that Volkswagen and says it's out of place and uh, the license I, number is, has some significance I, I agree about the car being out of place. We try to move it We asked a, we had a policeman
6: directing traffic and uh, the Volkswagen was well, had been parked there for, Apparently for about two weeks. Somebody had gone off and left it there while he went on holiday And um, I thought the policeman would have sets of keys for any car you know. so we try to get it moved but um, they said they wouldn't be able to do that unless it was causing a a traffic offence, which it wasn't. What about the bare feet? Um, The bare feet is easier. It was just a very, very hot day. And um, Paul just did his thing and took his shoes off and left him lying on the sidewalk and picked him up when the photographic session was over. course, if it's really hot, wouldn't that hurt his feet? It probably made him more uncomfortable than if (laughs) he kept his shoes
2: on, in fact, yes. See, there was even one theory that was brought up, is that uh, all, their, they, all of them are leading with their left foot, except for Paul, who is leading with his right. I thought that was very lucky, because it just adds a nice little touch of,
6: of uh, unevenness to the picture. If, if, it, if it had all been le- leading with their left foot, it uh, could have looked as if it was a, a static picture. I was just very lucky in getting a, a bit of variation like that.
2: Did they just start walking across the street, and you would you'd click it? Uh,
6: that's about it, yes. five five of the pictures, their feet were in every direction, and they were unevenly spaced. This, the fifth picture, which we've used, uh, was very simple and and well designed.
2: Uh, Why the order in which they are? These may sound like uh, stupid questions, but they're from rumors. They say, like, uh, John is the disciple. Uh, Then we have Ringo the undertaker. In the middle, of course, there we have the the body, the corpse with its bare feet, and of course, the gravedigger. Why this order? The order I suggested
6: was the way they normally uh, spell out their names, John, Paul, George, and Ringo. But they said, this, it doesn't have to be in any order, I and mean, it really just happened like this. That I think they were in the same order in all the pictures, but I really can't remember.
2: It's just as it happened. And they were all in those clothes for that particular day, or they picked clothes out to, come to be photographed in? I
6: imagine they, they, some of them may have done, I don't know. This is just how they turned up. They may have discussed it, but I don't think they would have done, knowing them. So in
2: other words you took a very groovy picture you hoped everybody would enjoy and would be an effective album cover but you didn't ever expect this to happen
6: no i certainly didn't read anything into it other than what what was there it was just a, a simple photograph
2: and of course the the final question when it comes to this album cover which i'm sure you're sick of hearing about and and that is basically is there anything hidden did they plan anything to be hidden was there any subtlety that was supposed to be put in, that was put in there that we're all supposed to look for the only subtlety which was put in by anybody was done by the
6: magic people in the dark room
0: when asked Apple publicist and friend of the group Derek Taylor expressed his incredulousness if you were to ask anyone who is the voice of Apple who is the voice of the Beatles?
7: Who is the voice of both in London? The name would be Derek Taylor. Hello?
10: Hello, Ms. yes, Derek Taylor. Yes, yeah, sure. How uh, are you, sir? I'm fine. Now, listen, i tell you, McCartney is alive. He's to, to prove he's alive <laughs> or possibly alive. I think
8: if you could, we could talk to Paul, and if he could dispel it, that would be the greatest thing that could happen around this town.
10: Definitely, be great to have a tape of Paul saying he's not there, but he gets very good If people don't believe that the man who married Linda, or that the man who sang Maxwell Silver Hammer or the man who's on the photograph on the Abbey Road cover is Paul. Who's going to believe that his voice on the air is Paul? Right, because we have a
8: spokesman from Apple, uh, Derek, saying that they have a girl who can imitate his voice <laughs> out of the American office. Uh, I'll tell you what we'd like answered, if possible, Derek, because we'd like to put this... Because
10: he's
8: on vacation. Could you answer these questions? Yeah. Why the preoccupation with... Death and exotic symbolisms of death.
10: aware of any preoccupation with death or any symbolism. These, these are not things that we are aware of. What is the trouble with discussing symbolism is that unless there are two parties to the symbolism, it's, it's you showing me things that I don't believe. And you see, I, I have to live with reality here. I know that he's alive because I have to do his work, I have to cope with him, I have to answer his requests and, and meet the realities of Paul being alive. What I can't cope with is that he's dead, because he's not, you see. So we're dealing with supposition, and I'm having to cope with and answer hypotheses, and I cannot talk hypothetically. No matter how much symbolism there is pointing to his death, that is irrelevant, since he's alive. The symbolism would have some
0: relevance. From there, radio began to get hold of Paul's bandmates. And of course, there was only one question they were truly interested in.
7: John Lennon, there is no doubt in your mind about the fate of uh, Paul McCartney. Uh, no, it's a joke, in it? I mean, Paul isn't dead, you know, and if he was, we would have told you. you know, We'd be the first to know. Well, that's it. Yeah, She's you, also you, had a baby. She's recorded music for Ringo's film and producing Mary Hopkins, so he's very much alive. Well, how did the rumors uh, affect both of you at this point? It's a joke to us. It's just a joke. It's so hard to uh, believe that something like this would be going on, uh, similar to uh, like a James Dean thing. I can't understand it because I can understand the James Dean kind of, he still lives crippled but won't come out, you know, I mean, there's some kind of idea you could guess, well, maybe, maybe. But Paul McCartney couldn't die without the world knowing it. Mm -hmm. The same as he couldn't get married without the world knowing it. It's impossible. He can't go on holiday without the world knowing How? How could he die without everybody knowing it? Paul McCartney is in England now, is he is he at home, or uh, is he on a holiday or what John? He's not on holiday, he's working, he's, he's recording uh, a group called the Ivies, but doing some background music for Ringo's film, The Magic Christian. Mm-hmm. And I want to be plugging my own stuff, not at all, so come on, let's get going. Where do
2: we begin? Any way you like, Alex. How do we begin? Well, why don't we get the rumors out of the way? I'm here to try and dispel them. What could you say to dispel these rumours that have started in the United States? I can't say anything
3: you know. People are going to believe it, they're going to believe it. I can only say it's not true. Not one bit of it. No, not one bit of it. It's the same apparently you've always known.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. Clearly, John and Ringo's denials of Paul's death were not convincing enough for some so the only answer was to find someone who would really know what was going on.
2: Beverly cavendish is paul mccartney's barber i guess we're going to extremes to try and and find out uh, for the american public if
4: the real paul mccartney's alive. what do you think of these rumors i think they're ridiculous paul mccartney is alive and well i saw him two weeks ago and i cut his hair and it's the same paul mccartney i've been cutting for three and a half years I guess you could tell the
2: difference in hair from one person to another. I would think so, because if he was
4: another person, Paul McCartney has... Um, when you comb his hair back, it naturally parts just off-center. If it was somebody else, it would—it was impossible to get the parting. And the parting was still there, and it's the same hair, and it's the same Paul McCartney. <laughs> I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know what to say.
2: You don't see any... Uh Scars from plastic surgery behind the
4: ears. There's no scars. There's nothing. You know, it's Paul McCartney. There's no scars. He had no new plastic surgery. His hair's the same. Everything's the same. I can't, you know, I think it's a very funny story. Let's
0: go on. Of course, there was probably one definitive way to decide whether Paul was alive or not, and that was to ask the man himself. Chris Drake from BBC Radio. Made the trek to Paul's farm in remote Scotland and put the rumours to the supposedly dead beetle, who offered some interesting theories of his own as to why these stories may have emerged in the first place. I think
4: the main thing is I haven't sort of enjoyed really doing interviews and uh, sort of getting a lot of lately. I've preferred just to sort of sit uh, more in the background, you know, to be more with the family than actually to go out to clubs and be seen everywhere. So that, uh, you know, I think that probably started a bit, because I know, I, like I always used to do sort of an interview a week almost for a newspaper or for something, you know, just to keep my name in the in the headlines, you know, because, uh, I don't know, you just go through a phase of wanting to be up there, you know, in the, in the limelight. But I'm going through a phase now where I don't want to be in the limelight. You know, I, I don't particularly enjoy that. I'm I don't mind whether I like it or not as this is proof. So I mean, so, I, I just prefer really just to write since you know, come to Scotland with the family and have a really quiet, ordinary time. And we have a great time, you know, like that. And that's my favourite way of living at the moment, you know, is not going out and doing you know, playing with, with the big set so in like, Yes, you know, I don't really enjoy that. So the trouble is once you've been known for hitting the highlights and sort of doing all of that, then suddenly you decide not to do it. <clears throat> I think it's one thing for him has come wrong. You know, because, I mean, he used to be at the clubs every night. Now, where is he? You know, we haven't seen him. So then that out a little bit and of well, you know I mean? Uh, and, you know, he's been dead for three years, you know. However, at the end, the conclusion you reach is that I'm dead, and then you're wrong, because I'm alive and living in Scotland.
0: Alas, none of these explanations seemed to please the die-hard conspiracy theorists and the rumours continued to circulate. Thankfully, most chose to ignore them for the silliness that they represented and the Beatles got on with their own lives and their own new projects. Although the world didn't know that this would be the final album recorded by the Beatles, seeing as the long-delayed Get Back album was still on the shelf at this point, it was probably fairly clear to George Martin and the Beatles themselves. On the whole, they were positive about most aspects of the LP and they continued to espouse the virtues of what would become their final word. Abbey
5: Road was a very, very happy album. And and we all knew that Abbey Road was gonna be the last. It was like, it was our swan song and we've all all worked very closely.
3: Bringo, how long has this LP been in the planning stages? Well, we did a few of the, a few of the, um, you know, on side two, there's a lot of small tracks from uh, You Never Give Me Your Money, "Song King, Mean Mr. Muscle. They're all like short tracks of a minute to a minute and a half.
4: Yeah.
3: And we did a few of those um, right after we did the last LP, which isn't released yet, the one that's going to be called Get Back, which is released at Christmas. Yeah. And, um, And then we, when we started again, it took about two months. Oh, so they sort of fairly recent composition. Oh, yeah. I think In- well, well, not really recent compositions, because they've got a lot more now. Yeah. And these are the ones that they're, they're getting out before they become too old. Uh,
8: John, when you got this LP together, did you select from, uh, like, a large
7: number of tracks, or did you virtually have a, you know, not, not from a large number of tracks, uh, from a large number of songs, you see. each of us have got, you know, maybe about 10 songs to contribute to an album, you can't get them all on. So when it's your turn to record, as it were, you've got to sort of pick the one you want on most, really. And so then uh, I suppose
3: it gets to a point of, of musical balance of the LP too, doesn't it? Yeah, it gets into
9: that. Maybe it's when I get the album finished and in the sleeve, then I'll get some sort of impression of it. But so far... You know, like with Pepper and even that White album, I got an overall image of my own of the album. Whereas with this one, I'm at a loss. You know, people have said it's go—it's a bit more like Revolver. Maybe it is, but I—it still feels very abstract to me. I can't like see it as a whole. Mm. You know, you get an image of an album. Mm.
3: Mm. This is still part.
9: Not mm. really. It all gels, fits together on that, but I can't it's a bit like it's somebody else you know oh yeah it doesn't feel as, as though so it's us even yeah. though we you know we yeah. spent hours doing it I mm-hmm. still don't see it like us it's mm-hmm. more like just somebody else but mm-hmm. it's, I think it's a very good album
3: there's been a lot of uh, people who have heard a comparison between this LP and your revolver LP what do you think about this uh, I never noticed it I've yet to play revolver mm-hmm. again I haven't played that for years yeah and then maybe I'll see but uh, it, I don't think so what was your own Personal response to the Abbey Road album. How, how uh, do you feel at comparing it with previous albums? I thought
9: it was quite nice on the whole. I think it's a pretty good album.
7: I liked the uh, A side. I-, I can't remember what's on there. They come together. All I remember and something's on it. Right? Yeah, that was my song. So that's all I remember. What did I do anything else on Abbey Road? Come together um, one. To, I couldn't be an album with just one track on. No, no. no. Anyway, I, I, um. It was a confident album, like Rubber Soul in a way, you know what I mean? It was uh, together in that way. But it it had no life,
3: really. I I think it shows on the record that when we were excited, the track's exciting, you know? It's really... uh, All comes together. It doesn't matter what we're going through as individuals. You know, on the bullshit level, when it gets to the music, you know, When you can see that it's really cool, we've all put in the thousand percent.
0: Well, that's it for this episode. Join us next time as we explore some of the acts signed to the Beatles' own label, Apple Records. Until next time.
3: Philip, a Yes, because I'm alive and living in
4: Scotland. <laughs>